On a Monday, it's Bigger Pockets Daily. This is where we take the best articles from biggerpockets.com and read them, so you can keep learning about real estate while you go about your busy life. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation home-owning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com biggerpockets. Should you pay off student loans or invest in a house hack by Craig Curlop? A recurring question that I keep getting is, Craig, should I pay off my student loans or should I invest in real estate? The easy answer to this, like any highly debated question, is it depends. It depends on your risk tolerance, how quickly you want to achieve financial independence, and when you want to start investing in real estate. The TLDR, too long didn't read, answer to this is, if your risk tolerance is low and you want to play it safe, as safe as possible, pay off the student loans. If your risk tolerance is higher and you want to achieve financial independence sooner, then invest in a house hack. So this podcast is going to visit two people, John and Bridget. They both have $0 in savings, make $60,000 per year, $5,000 per month, or $4,000 after taxes, save $2,000 per month, and have $50,000 in student loans. The interest rate on these loans is 6%, bringing their monthly student loan payment to approximately $350. Each house hack they acquire will be the same price of $300,000, and each one will cash flow for $500. In order to illustrate the point, all variables will be constant except John will play it safe and pay off his student loans, whereas Bridget will house hack while making the minimum payments on her student loans. I know no one likes a dude rattling off a bunch of numbers in a podcast, so here's a recap. All right, so let's use these assumptions for John and Bridget. Income, we talked about, 60 grand or 48 after taxes. Savings, nothing. Nothing. 
Savings rate, two grand a month. Student loans, 50K. The loan interest, 6.0%. The monthly payment, 350 bucks. Our house hack purchase price, 300K. And our cash flow is $500. The only difference? John pays off the loans. Bridget house hacks. All right, let's get down to it. Here's John's plan paying off student loans right now. Like we just mentioned, John's making $60,000, which ends up being about four grand per month after taxes. John is conservative and wants to pay off his student loans before purchasing real estate. He is super frugal, lives below his means, and is an avid follower of the financial independence movement. He saves 50% of his income, or 2000 per month. All of those savings he funnels towards paying off his student loans. With a monthly payment of $350, the additional $1,650 of his savings goes right to the principal. After just over two years, John will have paid off his student loans entirely. Woo! Then, he will need to rebuild his nest egg to save up for the down payment on his first house hack. By making the decision to pay off his student loans, John is delaying house hacking by just over four years, two years longer than Bridget, who will visit in just a bit. For the simplicity of this podcast, each one of John's house hacks will provide the same exact results, and we will exclude appreciation, loan paydown, and the tax benefits of house hacking. By the end of year 20, when he paid off his student loans, he would have a total savings of $781,000. Okay, Bridget's plan. House hack ASAP. Unlike John, Bridget wants to accelerate her path toward financial independence. She is eager to start house hacking, so she dives right in. She makes the required minimum payments toward her student loans because she is confident that she can make a 6% return while house hacking. For that reason, she purchases her first house hack after just two years of saving up. By house hacking as soon as she can, Bridget is starting to gain some passive income, earning 500 bucks monthly per house hack. Each year for five years total, she adds another house hack to her portfolio. By year five, she's earning $2,500 per month in passive income. Again, I'm simplifying this example as much as I possibly can, so, I can, so I'm neither considering the other wealth builders of real estate, nor assuming that she puts her additional money into another investment vehicle like the stock market. After house hacking and continuing to save at the same rate, by the time her student loans are paid off in year 20, Bridget would have a total savings of $871,000. John savings versus Bridget savings. Maybe I'm a little bit repetitive here, I know, but I need to drive home the fact that house hacking will prove to have much greater rewards than just the 800K plus Bridget can save up over 30 years. However, I'm only factoring in cash flow in this example. Cash flow is just one of the four wealth generators of real estate. If we include loan paydown, appreciation, and tax benefits, both John and Bridget would likely have a multi-million dollar net worth. Because house hacking is a powerful strategy, regardless of how you look at it. So let's look at the difference here. In year 20, John has 781,000 bucks, nothing to sneeze at, and Bridget has $871,000. Over the course of 20 years, even with paying the minimum down on her student loans and the most interest possible on those loans, Bridget ends up having 90K or 11.5% more in her savings account and likely hundreds of thousands to a million dollars more in total net worth. So let's wrap things up for today. 
I hope this example was simple and easy enough to understand, but as you heard, barring student loan interest rates going through the roof, in almost every scenario, house hacking before paying off your student loans will benefit you financially in the long run. It really is simple math. Can you invest and earn a larger return on the money you save versus the interest rate on your student loans? Well, if the answer is yes, then you pay the minimum balance. If the answer is no, then you funnel all of your money toward the student loans. With house hacking, you almost always will get a return higher than 6, 10, or even 25% because you're putting such a low amount down, 3 to 5%. The drawback to house hacking is that you can only do it once per year and thereby only earn those insane returns once per year. After you guarantee yourself being able to house hack once per year, then you can go about paying off your student loans. A guaranteed return of 6% is pretty good in almost every scenario. That's not house hacking. In my scenario, yeah, I was more like Bridget. I house hacked my first two properties while paying the minimum balance on my student loans. When I realized that paying off my loans would not inhibit my next house hack exactly one year later, I decided to pay them off. And because of house hacking, I paid off 85K of student loans in 16 months. If I hadn't, it would have taken me over seven years. I hope that this podcast proves useful and at least get your wheels spinning. I hope you got some value out of that article. Before I get out of here, did you know Bigger Pockets has nationwide data that can help you identify the best market, neighborhood, and property to invest in? It's called Bigger Pockets Insights, and it's a benefit available to pro members only. See if Bigger Pockets Insights can help you at biggerpockets.com slash insights. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you back here tomorrow.